you are very welcome to the latest episode of the Practical Marketing Podcast with myself, Niall McCrano. As usual, the Practical Marketing Podcast is brought to you by N. McCrano Marketing. Visit nmcrano.com for all your marketing needs. Should you need a strategy, a plan, or just a chat about direction you want to go with your company, visit nmcrano.com today. Throw a donation to the podcast and receive your first full consultation free. Alternatively, you can avail of one of our packages that's on offer or just contact us for a bespoke package also we have um my novel as well uh visit nmcrino.com to get powerless it's up for it's only a, a dollar or two in the kindle version or you can buy it on paperback as well so visit nmcrino.com today for this and more on today's episode we will be talking about three things mostly we'll be looking at the marketing mix we'll be looking at marketing segmentation and we'll also be looking at brand positioning so how to position yourself in relation to your competitors you can do this using price and quality or you can use it using um other variables depending on what way you want to to identify um where you stand in relation to your competitors but we will begin with the marketing mix now the marketing mix would have traditionally been known as the four p's which was product price place and promotion now this would be uh, one of the older theories and strategies for for marketing development with anything it has evolved and it's now seven P's to to better reflect how in industry wants and needs today. So you have product, price, place and promotion. And along with that, you have the three new ones. You have people, process and physical environment. So the seven P's you would kind of combine to look at... Um, at your ho- your overall marketing strategy you can look at your competitors it's 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 more broad scoping than even marketing but it fits under the marketing um banner as aware so if we start very simple if you look at your product okay so in terms of your product what way is it designed what technology are you using how useful is it so that's that's you know if if it's something that is a high a high demand with a high use or is it is it a novelty item where where you're just hoping people will will just uh do an impulse buy and get it um convenience is your product convenient to use can you buy it conveniently um the value is it a good value in comparison to your competitors is it a good value even in the mindset of your customers uh quality um is it a high low quality will it last will it not last is it not supposed to last uh packaging so your branding so your your design does it reflect accurately the 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 product that you have and and like is is it stylish like if you look at say tesco own brand like you kind of know what you get with it it's it's cheap packaging it's the blue it's the white it does exactly what it says in the tin there's that phrase again from the last episode um so packaging is important because it can catch the person's eye there was a case in ireland recently where one bread manufacturer was sued by another they made um whole grain bread but the packaging was very similar i think it was mccluskey's was one and i can't remember the name of the other one offhand but 
do you know because one was so close to the other one sued the other for brand infringement but the case was actually thrown out because um it was different enough uh accessories and warranties these also go along with with the well sorry on the packaging then you've branding as well so and you've accessories and warranties so what what add-on sales would you have with your accessories or do you include your accessories with, with the package itself or you know like if you, if you look at at consoles right there's there's games that kids play i'm sure any parents out there know called skylanders and skylanders is just a game but what you do is you actually buy a little a little um a little uh, action figure i suppose is the word and it each action figure is a playable is a playable character in the game so so when you buy the action figure you can use it with the game and that's that's kind of that's bringing gaming beyond the console itself and making it more interactive with the kids but they then they want to they want to have specific characters but each specific character has a different power and you know so that's a very very smart way of doing things but it's not so nice to the parents who have to buy them warranties as well so so say kia at the moment the car brand kia offer a seven year warranty on a brand new car so if you buy a brand new car that means you'll effectively have no maintenance cost for seven years so there's benefits then long term to actually getting a new car as opposed to getting second hand and that's to try and scale back on the amount of people who are only buying second hand and try to entice them into buying a brand new car so then the next p is place so under place we would have retail wholesale mail order internet direct sales peer-to-peer and multi-channel you can kind of guess by that that place is to do with where you put your where you put your product where you are selling it and how you are making it accessible to to um to your customers so again like internet is is where everybody's going i'm gonna do an episode dedicated to to online sales um it might be the next might be the one after but like so say if you take internet um if you're selling something to a demographic that wouldn't be internet savvy or tech savvy there's, there's there's very little use in doing that or if you're if you're doing uh mail order products for things that can be easily accessible on the internet why would someone sign up for a mail order so you need to pick the the channel that that suits your product the best and then you need to to well a combination of channels that suit your product the best and and kind of develop your your business to through that price so you have your price strategy you've skimming you've penetration you have physicology you have cost plus loss leader and and all all this so you need to this is what i explained in, in a previous podcast um about price points every person has a price point in relation to a specific product like personally if i went out and bought a pair of uh boots just for my feet pair of boots if i spent over 60 or 70 euro that's kind of my price point because beyond that i would seriously consider do i need these what's the value how long will they last different things like that whereas my fiance when she would be buying a pair of boots for me so it's the exact same thing her price point might be 120 euro so then she would be getting a higher quality boot would last longer but then beyond that would be her price point that she would be thinking you know what what um what value does this product bring beyond that point so everybody has a price point and each individual 
um, has a, has a different one. Now my price point is unrealistically low, so that says a lot. Um, so then you've promotion comes after that. So special offers, advertising, endorsements, user trials, direct mailing, leaflets and posters, free gifts, competitions, joint ventures. So when you're promoting your product, um, often the best way to do it is through like special offers or advertising um, endorsements. I actually got my first uh, celebrity endorsement of my book this week. It is a gentleman called Cecil Martin, who I've been working with as well. He's a Sky Sports correspondent and a former Philadelphia Eagle. So endorsements bring value to to your product. Um, special offers like like again it, it's about getting the right combination of things for for you so leaflets and posters i actually think that there's there's a lot to be said for traditional marketing in, in a very technological world because if you're looking if you have a product that is focused around a, 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 an area or if it's regional like traditional marketing sometimes is the best one of the best tools to utilize because then you can you can access your local radio your local print you can do a flyer drop you know because you're driving footfall so if, if it's regional then presumably it, it you have a physical store or you have something like that so you're driving traffic like so there's no point having a massive online branding exercise or advertising where you know where your product where your website is only information based and all your sales are done through your store you want people dry in in your store at that point so there's no there's no benefit to to spending x y and z in online advertising now obviously what you do is you increase brand awareness by having a small online campaign and you try and drive people towards your brand in the locality but then on top of that you know you need to be you need to be on your on your lmfms and you need to be on your local radio stations and local media it just it all it all it then it kind of it ties it ties it all in together and makes things a, a lot better user trials so you know try for 30 days if you don't like it send just send it back you know so so there's many there's many different aspects to, towards promotion uh, and now the the uh, three new ones so physical environment process and people so physical environment so what what is the environment in which you are selling your product so this could be again your physical store or it could be your physical website and a website technically isn't physical but it's somewhere that they can see and interact with so is it smart is it well designed is is the paint on your walls fresh is the is the fresh flowers at your front door in your office is there is there a friendly receptionist do you have a do, do you have a standard greeting on the phone hi welcome to uh Niall McCreary marketing Niall speaking how can i help you you know all this sort of thing so it, it it builds it's all building it's all building a system and a an overall an overall view of your company so is it run down um re you have to be realistic when you ask yourself these questions because like if you could have the nicest office in the world and then you could have an old sofa sitting in, in the reception where people sit and and it, it just doesn't make sense or you know is the first thing people are greeted by uh, a dusty mat inside the front door you know is the floor even mopped or you know just little things like that and i know that's only cleanliness i'm, I'm speaking about there but then like 
it feeds in and it bleeds into other parts like like your desk is your desk covered in papers is the receipts everywhere do you know is your products all sorted are they easily accessible you know all this kind of fits in in together uh customer interface so so again how do people how do people uh, find your product on the shelves how do they interact with it if you have a store is it well laid out does it make sense like is is everything categorized beside each other you know have you got the heavy things in the bottom shelves the light things on the top you know all these things kind of you know mesh into one another comfort and facilities so it, do, do people feel comfort in in your in your store or your office or wherever do people feel comfort navigating your your website again it all ties into one another and the facilities then you offer so so if you're if you're a hairdressers do, do you have you know do you have all the, the the latest equipment do you now it doesn't even necessarily have to be the latest is it clean is it the best is it well used do you know how to use it so again you're you're, you're working on all these and bringing it in together uh process so especially relevant to service industries uh how your services are consumed so the the process is is everything that a customer every touch point you have with a customer in the sales process so the customer goes onto your website that's first interaction what did they see what did they feel so that's one do you have a live chat does it pop up does it say hey hi how can i help you today do you know um, is is the, everything visible the process on on phone numbers when people call what 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 do you say how do you record your calls how do you make note of who to call back and when to call them and and what's relevant and what's irrelevant and and what do you prioritize all these processes combine to give your company an overall behavioral kind of environment so you need to sit and think if i were a customer what is the best processes i can put in place to to to, to sell my product now it is especially important if you are a service because you're, you're constantly then you are your product so if if it's like if you're a hairdresser again i'll just throw back to that like when you go in do you sit down are you greeted um are you offered a cup of tea are you offered something um that, you know how do you interact with your people um you know is there take a number option or is there or do you or do you have to note in your head who's next and who's you know so th these are all just little things that you need to kind of think about while planning out your um your company now the last one is <laughs> is very important people um having the right people to do the right roles is is massive i've often been involved with companies where i have i suppose i wouldn't say arrogantly but i've i've tried to train people who into roles that that might have been just a little bit beyond them now so where i should have I should have noted their limitations and, and, and operated with them, within them parameters. Instead, I tried to train people up to beyond where they could and it just led to some frustrations and things. But if you put the right person in the right place, everything moves seamlessly. Like, you're not going to hire an accountant to answer your phone. Do you know? So you have your receptionist. And... I'm not being derogatory to receptionists because it is the first touch point for a lot of people with companies and it's actually vitally important that you have someone with a nice manner and you have someone who can 
who again has a good process who knows who's calling who can take messages who can send you know send you then the information to follow up on the calls so not being derogatory at all because if you ask me it it, it is it, it's vitally important to have someone well trained and someone polite and and professional in that position because if someone like me answered the phone i i wouldn't be any good because um my my accent and the way i talk sometimes can be a bit gruff and i don't mean it because i'm not actually gruff at all but uh i just feel that it is it is um it wouldn't suit someone like me but then you know there's other people out there that it just would suit just their mannerisms on the phone would be a lot more subtler or softer than mine so that's that's the marketing mix so that's you know you you take something out of everything and when you combine the, the bits and pieces from each part from product price place promotion people process and physical environment then you get your target marketer so you know that you want to you want to sell wholesale you know you want your strategy to be uh, a, a cost plus you know you want to use endorsements and advertising you know the people you want you know the product you know so again you combine it all and then at the end of it you have your um your marketing mix after that we have segmentation so market segmentation uh, market segmentation is a marketing strategy which involves dividing a broad target into subsets of consumers businesses or countries that have or are perceived to have common needs interests priorities and then designing and implementing strategies to target them so with that the uh, market segmentation you would cover off maybe four main areas so you look at geographic you look at demographic you look at behavioral and you look at psychographic okay so geographic who you want to target where are they? customers within 10 miles of, of where you are or 20 miles so that automatically hones everything out of that you can forget because you know that you will only get your main customers within 10 miles or is it customers within ireland or is it customers like even if you're advertising online you're going to still use use geographic because it's so oh sorry selling online because it's so massive the scope so you're going to have your adwords campaign specifically set up for ireland for the uk for germany for france for wherever so that still goes under geographic you know so you have your customer location region what region so am i targeting leinster lancashire leicester um urban rural um, is my product going to skew urban is it going to skew rural so am i going to target ireland but only rural areas or or urban areas so cork galway um dublin you know so again it, it breaks up it, it breaks them up a bit more uh demographic so uh so what what demographic are you targeting are you going to target someone who is total level educated is it uh someone who is between 18 and 24 is it male is it um is it someone who is employed unemployed high earner low earner uh socioeconomic groups what what you know what do they belong to are the parents are they single are they in sporting um are they in sporting organizations 
um, and then you've behavioral so this is where you would look at maybe someone who who has impulse buys or maybe someone who wants value um, they are two separate behaviors uh, you might look at the rate of usage or people might look at what benefits are sought so if they're looking for a high quality product um, if they're looking for a cheap product you know what points does your does your product hit on and then you kind of again this is all about knowing who to target this so so it, it brings it all in and the readiness to purchase so if you go and build a website and you advertise that website online someone finds your website goes to it goes to the hassle of calling you you should be ready to close the sale because they have gone through three that's the first point that they have spoken to you but that's the third or fourth point in which they have engaged with your brand so they are actually ready to buy so you should be ready to close the sale as soon as they call you because they googled you they went on your website they looked at your product they looked at your phone number and they rang it so there's five so and you're the sixth uh, point on that stage so they're ready to buy they just need confirmation reassurance that that you are what you say you are and comfort so you f fulfill what they want on the phone and you will sell on the phone um yeah so psychographic um <laughs> i'm not sure if that's even a word um so this is you know people's mindset what they want in their mind so like if i'm selling if i'm a butcher i have my geographic done i have my demographic done i have my behavioral uh done but if the person's a vegetarian, they're not going to buy off me, even though they fill all the others. So psychographic is important. So maybe someone prefers organic food and you don't sell organic food. Uh, so what you need to look at here is personality. You look at lifestyles, you look at attitudes and you look at class. So, you know, I know class is kind of, uh, you know, I know it's not PC, a lot of this stuff, but this is kind of how you how you hone down the, the, the world into 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 a target audience that suits you and your brand and, and, and where you're going so it's kind of necessary so I'm only saying this because um, the world class came up um, and a lot of that is through socio-economic kind of groupings and, and earnings because if you're selling a Jaguar you're not going to target people who earn less than a, an X amount of money and, and again if you sell Renault Clio you're not going to target people who earn above a certain amount of money so why waste money actually targeting these people if they're realistically not going to buy your product so they might hit every other touch point you have put out with your segmentation there might be the right geographic uh, location there might be the right age they might have the right occupation they might have the right um you know loyalty status or they might have again that was in behavioral i didn't really mention that and they might have the right rate of usage or personality but um, if they earn more money they're probably going to go for a higher end product uh, realistically and again I suppose if you look at behavioural are people more likely to save the money than spend it so then that would bring them back down into your target audience so you know your segmentation will help you develop your target audience and your core person that you want to actually actually put your product out and hit it off against so you know at the end of this you might find out that your your target audience is 
males urban 18 to 34 who earn less than 30,000. Now, if that is your target audience, you can build your whole strategy around it. You can look at what um, what radio stations to listen to, what websites to visit. You can look at, uh, you know, the, what magazines to read, um, what they want out of their products. You know, so it, 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 market segmentation allows you, it, it's a very important tool to allow you to, to actually know where your customers are. And then this is the whole point of this, this podcast is to, to help you direct your product to where, to where the people are going to engage with it now the next uh, thing after this i want to touch on is brand positioning now brand positioning the definition is the the brand's position is the place uh, in the consumer's mind that you want your brands to own it is the benefit you want your consumer to perceive when they think of your brand a strong brand position means the brand has unique credible and sustainable position in the mind of the customer so how do you position your brand um, in 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 the market? So so what what I do like to do with this is I actually look at like to look at perceptual maps or positioning maps. So if you take a page and you just draw a line vertically down the middle and horizontally across the middle, then you have a cross on your page. Okay. So at the very top of your page in the middle, you write high quality. At the bottom of your page in the middle, you write low quality. And then on the left of your page low price and on the right of your page high price so you have a cross in front of you with four points point a is at the very top high quality point b is at the very bottom of the same line low quality and then on the horizontal you have low price and high price so now you have essentially a map right so what you do is is you write down the name of all your competitors or whatever variables within which you want to uh, position yourself so it mightn't be high quality and price it could be flexibility it could be um, sustainability it could be the life cycle of your product how long will it last so will it last a long time is it long shelf life short shelf life so the different variables um, come into play here so what you do is you have your cross you have your list of all your competitors or your competitors products or, or something like that the first place to position is actually no do yourself last so if we take chocolates right uh, this is just the, the, the example that i have in front of me so if you look at maybe a belgian chocolate that would be a high quality and that would be a high price so that would be on the top right of the page so if you go you go as far up the high quality line as you want as you think it is and then you go as far across the high price and then you draw a line up and meet them the two where the two points meet it is it is where that product is positioned so you might have belgian chocolates there so then you might have next you could have Ferrero rocher or cadbury's milk tray or you could have something else like that so they would both be high quality and high price so they would be in the same they would be in the same block in the top in the top right and then down maybe in the bottom left you would have low quality and low price so this is bars that have um now this is all perception this is how you perceive it you might perceive these different than, than, than i do so you might have um a low quality chocolate and a low price so a low price is ending that's kind of less than two euro so that's that's 
kind of a bar of chocolate so then a low quality might be a chocolate that would be you know just a, a plain milk a dairy milk or Cadbury's fruit and nut or maybe a Twix or a Marsh bar or something so they would both be down in low price and low quality so they're both placed in the bottom left quadrant so you need to be very critical with yourself when you answer this question what is the quality of my product is my product a high quality low quality so and 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 realistically try and stay away from saying oh i'm middle of the road because you don't want to be middle of the road if you're middle of the road you'll sell nothing so like if you have a low quality low price like like twix and mars bar they're two of the best selling chocolates in the world so you know you kind of embrace that and you go yeah the quality isn't great but the price is low too so people will still buy it so you know so you just plan it out now generally speaking you don't want to be low price and high quality because uh, because then you're undervaluating your product uh, equally you don't want to be high price and low quality because then you're overvaluating your product you're charging too much for a low quality product so by graphing this out you can see where in the market you are in relation to your competitors you can physically see that the person I thought I was competing with isn't who I'm competing with. Because if I'm a Twix bar, I'm not going to be able to compete with Frere or Rocher. Because they're in a completely different sector to me altogether. Even though we sell the same product. They're going to be targeting high quality, high price. So, special occasions. But whereas low quality, low price, it could be just someone having it with their lunch. So, this correlates to, to, to all industries. Like cars. You can high quality, high high price car mercedes low quality low price car um dacia do you know so or Renault. so you're it is transferable directly onto all other facets of of industry so it's very important to know where you are in relation to your competitors and this will give you a physical map that shows you where you are and with that and with the other two things i spoke about with the marketing mix you can plan your product and your marketing campaign with your market segmentation that gives you who you want to target and with your brand positioning then you know in relation to your competitors what position your brand will be in the mind of people. Now that's in the mindset of um, the, the, the audience within which you are targeting. Um, you also need to address I suppose in, in brand positioning if if people perceive your product wrong how do you address it uh skoda had a great campaign a few years ago where they relaunched the product after volkswagen took over and it was they used kind of a comical thing that that the car they were selling was too good to be a skoda so that addressed um people's mindset that skoda was a low quality car and now skoda's skoda's right up there again it's just a it's just a volkswagen with a different badge so it, it is a high quality um car so you you can address issues by doing this and you can you can curve people's perception of your product and where where it should be and where it is so these three things that i've talked about today are important for you to to map out where you are currently where you are going and to and and how you are perceived and by doing this it lays the foundation and it allows you to to better kind of plan your next six months your next 12 months your next 10 years and you can shift the mindset of either your who you're targeting 
or how your product is perceived or how how you're promoting your product with the with the marketing mix so that's that covers everything with regards to that uh, so I suppose that's enough for today <laughs> um, as ever this podcast is brought to you by N McCraner Marketing visit nmcraner.com jump on and throw a donation to the podcast and receive your first free marketing consultation uh, you can also buy packages or contact us on through the website and we can create a bespoke campaign for you it is also brought to you by Powerless. Powerless is my debut novel and focuses around Lisa Bada, an average man in a not-so-average world. Due to a premature birth, Lee has not developed powers like everyone else on the planet and must hide it from those he loves. Lee's touch for knowledge leads him on a far-reaching trail and government conspiracy. While investigating this, his beloved brother goes missing and Lee must use all his training instilled onto him by his father to find out what happened his brother where he becomes face-to-face with an undefeatable foe. Powerless in a world of superpowers, what happens when you have none? That's everything for today. Thank you and goodbye. <coughs>